Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Uh, bring out a few colleagues from across the practice, uh, Jess Reichel and Kelly Danks. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hi, Jimmy. Thank you. Hi, Jimmy. Thanks for having us. Excited to see something come across uh, my desk, which was you guys got together and were able to put your heads together and get a, a case report published in something pretty prestigious, which was Jerry Notes. which was kind of a big deal. Yes. Colleen Bowman, who actually wasn't able to join us today, she also assisted with this case study. It was actually a part of the residency program at Fox. We were, were required to do two case studies throughout the year. Excellent. All right. Well, let's take a look inside and see if we can share some insight. We will let people know that it is available through Jerry Notes, which is a publication of the Academy of Geriatric Physical Therapists. Let's start with the title and set the stage for what you were actually looking at. Yeah. So the title is Knee Pain Post-Total Hip Arthroplasty, a case report on the role of regional interdependence in the patient with dementia. I mean, for me, the novel idea of the case is really that there's limited evidence on regional interdependence in the geriatric population. And so, you know, that's the idea that impairments that seem to be unrelated actually contribute to the patient's primary complaint. You know, and this can be difficult to tease out in a younger, healthy cohort, let alone someone with dementia. And so, um, you know, Jess, like she had mentioned, this was one of her cases that she did during the residency program. And, you know, we sort of teased it out together in uh, the the problem-solving aspects of working with this uh, patient. Okay, so let's get into the nitty-gritty. What are, what are some of the things that you found? What are some important points that you'd want to share from this case study with the audience that they can put into practice themselves? So on initial evaluation, this woman's primary complaint was knee pain, and it was something that she couldn't really tell me what activities would bring on her pain because of her history of dementia, which kind of comes back to the point that Kelly made about assessing pain in a person with dementia. But I was able to assess her pain while we were going through different activities. And when she experienced her pain, obviously she would tell me. And then I could use the FACES pain rating scale so that I could get a more accurate picture of her pain with certain activities. So it was actually in real time. She was such a poor historian and, you know, relaying to Jess her pain throughout the day or throughout the week. And so we really needed to ask her in real time doing these activities, what are you feeling now? Right, exactly. So with that, you know, we were able to identify that she had a lot of pain really in weight bearing on her left side, which kind of got me thinking, like if I had her standing in narrow stance, how much weight is she putting through that leg? One of the factors that we looked at was actually the amount of weight bearing. So I had her stand with one foot on a scale and the other foot on a little step that was the same height of the scale. So I could actually measure like how many pounds and what percent of her body weight is she comfortable with putting through that left leg. And on initial evaluation, she was only able to put like 30% of her weight through her leg, which in the long run could be problematic, right? Because if she's putting 60% of her body weight through her right leg, that puts that side, predisposes her to injury on that side as well. So in the beginning, my focus was really on addressing her knee pain. But after several visits, you know, I was doing tibiofemoral mobilizations, I was doing patellar mobilizations, 
and she would get good immediate relief, but it never really carried over mm-hmm. to other days. So then we started kind of looking up and down the chain, like what else is going on here? And she did have signs and symptoms consisted with an anominate rotation on the left side. I really kind of changed my focus to let's get her knee pain down to, okay, let's address this hip and not just the alignment, but also let's strengthen the heck out of that hip and see what that does to her knee pain and her overall status. And then even carry it over into activities and participation in that function. Her, her ultimate goal was to be able to walk 320 feet to the dining hall and to activities. And she was unable to do that at an initial eval. Just remind me, even during the progress notes, we made some alterations. She still wasn't quite at the 320 feet mark. So with Jess's modifications to the plan, she did end up meeting that goal of walking 320 feet and then increasing her participation. I think the biggest takeaway for me personally was just that, like being able to identify when you are not being effective and you're not actually facilitating functional change. And then how do we change that? Like, how do we change our plan of care? What other elements can we look at? What other factors? Are there personal factors? Are there environmental factors? Looking at the big picture of things kind of really helped me to shift my plan of care so that I could better address what she needed and get her to that level of being able to walk to the dining room again. Patient-centered approach, you know, that we, we talk about so much and hone in on during the residency program is really what we took a step back and, and focused on here in this case by pulling together, you know, the idea of regional interdependence and, and pain and putting those pieces all together to make an effective plan of care so that she could meet her goals. Everybody likes a, a good ending, right? They want to know how things wrapped up. So, so what happened in this particular case? So this woman, at the end of her plan of care, she was able to walk to meals with standby assistance from a caregiver. And she did have a three-point reduction in her pain levels, which most people, um, there was a study done where those who experienced a two- to three-point decrease in pain levels, they actually reported adequate pain control. Um, which was evident by the fact that she was able to start walking and accessing her community again. Everybody loves the happy ending, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why we do what we do. Last thing we do on the show is uh, something called your foxtail. So since we have both of you, same question for both of you. And I know, Jess, you've answered this one before, so we'll start with Kelly. Um, Why did you decide to work with older adults with Fox Rehab? You know, what about that patient population really excited you? I mean, those are my people. Um, I feel like you, you can learn so much from them as you're, you're working with them um, to improve quality of life and, um, you know, um, the aging process. And I particularly um, enjoy working with folks with degenerative um, neuro problems or um, strokes, making them function better, them, them functionally healthy. And, um, you know, to me, improving quality of life um, is, is really, you know, the end goal and meeting the patient's needs. And so I get a lot out of doing that. It's really why I'm at Fox. I, I have the autonomy to do it. And Jess, I know you've answered this question before, why you decided to work with older adults. Any stories of a, a patient recently that really warmed your heart? Ooh. Well, with all that has been going on with the COVID pandemic, um, there actually is 
another physical therapist on my team who has been making cloth masks for everyone. So she was able to make me a few. So I've been able to wear those while treating my patients so that we can keep everyone safe. That's great. Ladies, I, I really appreciate you coming on here and sharing the uh, the case study that you guys got published in Jerry Notes. Appreciate your time and thanks for doing what you do. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for doing what you do too. Thanks for having us, Jimmy. Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.